Do you have questions about the unknown that have never been answered? Tired of going to psychics and wishing you could develop your own intuition? Then Messages from the Other Side podcast is the answer. Weekly episodes feature psychic medium Simone Salmon, combining her gifts of storytelling and mediumship to narrate real communications with ghosts or angels and interviews with spiritual truth seekers to get the answers you need. So subscribe on Apple Podcast and Anchor FM or go to www.simonesalmon.com. I'm psychic medium Simone and you're listening to Messages from the Other Side. Our guest this evening is Deirdre Abrami. Deirdre is a sixth-generation psychic intuitive healer who is an internationally known spiritual teacher, counselor, and former radio show host. After her near-death experience in 2003, her passion became her purpose. Today, she offers private psychic intuitive readings, group readings, psychic development courses, workshops, and conferences. Deirdre is currently pursuing a master's degree from Nova Nova Southeastern University to expand her private practice. She is a certified angel therapy practitioner and certified medium by Doreen Virtue, Ph.D., a past life regression therapy training by Dr. Brian Weiss and Carol Weiss, MSW, Universal Life Reverend, Theta Healing Practitioner, Reiki Master, and Energy Healer. Deirdre, you know how excited I am. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. You speak so well. I'm excited. Yes. So can we start our discussion this evening with how you basically developed your intuitive gift? I know that you went through some serious health issues and Mm -hmm. for a while you denied your uh, your gift. So can you share with everyone exactly what happened and how you decided, you know, how it all came to be that you actually decided to get on the path, your true path? Absolutely. Um, Where do I begin? When people always say, well, since you're a sixth-generation psychic, you must have known as soon as you were born that you were intuitive, that you had these gifts, as they call them. And I disagree, although I know growing up um, I was maybe interested in pyramids and UFOs at the age of six when my friends were playing with Barbies. <laughs> but I truly, uh, my the psychic family is on my dad's side. And my dad, interesting enough, even though he has four psychic sisters, ignored his own intuition. So with that said... I really was not raised by my parents 
in a psychic metaphysical um, family background. I really came from a white picket fence with really, um, I was raised because people always say, well, what religion? We weren't religious, so to speak. Maybe I, my parents, um, uh, what they did is they uh, raised me as a Methodist uh, background, but we weren't religious. Maybe we went to church once a year of that. So what happened with me is I would say things to my friends and they would come true or people would have reactions like, how'd you know that? And I found myself very quickly because I was never one of those that wanted to be the one that everybody was looking at or listening to. Back then I was kind of like to be in the background. And so I really had to... I, what I did was I ignored it, I'll be honest, and I hid it. So when I would say things, my friends would say, well, how do you know that? And then I would quickly be like, oh, I don't know, and I'd change the subject. Then in high school, well, it was really funny because I just came back. I'm from New York, Long Island originally, if you can't uh, already hear my accent. But um, <laughs> I live in Florida now. I know, especially because I spent a month in New York, so now I came back with this accent again. But anyway, they were, we were just laughing with my old high school buddies I was with last week, and we were all, they were all laughing at, with me and saying, remember Deirdre, we used to call you Weirdra instead of Deirdre because you used to make predictions? <laughs> and they would come through. And we were just laughing so, you know, so hard. Uh, you know, now I can laugh, now that I'm 29, ha-ha. Uh, but back when I was 16, 17, I really hit it because I was, back then, I wasn't secure. I absolutely did not trust my intuition. I thought I would be judged and criticized, so I ignored it. However, I do have a beautiful aunt by the name of Joan Valeriza Passaggio, who's a medium, which means that she can see deceased people. She told me since I was little, someday when you embrace this, you too will do what I do. And I used to just poo-poo what she said. I ignored it. I was like, yeah, Aunt Joni, that's Good for you, not for me. So I ignored it. I went to college, got a degree in business, and worked for a corporation for 20 years. <laughs> and then I got also married and had two children. Then this is what happened. When I was delivering my second child, a son named Christian, I had a beautiful, very quick delivery. And as soon as I delivered him, I started to complain of neck pain and back pain. And... They were like, oh, you probably just pushed funny or whatever. You probably just drank. You're fine. So you go home tomorrow. You'll be fine. So I did. I couldn't lift my head anymore. And I started to not be able to. I had blurred vision. And I felt very nauseous. Well, it lasted a couple of days, and they got nervous. So my mother, thank goodness, knows me very well and said something's up. And my psychic aunt called and said, get her to the doctor. So next thing you know, they rush me back to the hospital, and a neurologist comes in the room after, no, I'm sorry, the GYN says, let's do run some tests for you. And one of them was suggesting that I get a brain scan to see my neck and brain. Well, come long story short, they found an aneurysm, a cerebral aneurysm. And I was losing my vision very quickly and my perception of balance. And meanwhile, I had a 14 month at home, and I just delivered a baby. So talk about busy times. And I couldn't even lift my head. It was a little scary at that time. But I have to say, something inside of me felt, you're going to be fine. 
And I just can't put into words. Meanwhile, my mom, and I can't imagine was one of my children, was running around, you know, so worried. And they moved me into a hospital, which I spent a month there running tests and because of what was going on with my brain. And I have to say, my psychic aunt and my psychic grandmother, which at the time, believe it or not, I didn't even know she was psychic, came to me in the hospital. I was just getting ready to be pushed in for another surgery. And they came in and they said, you need to heal this. And the reason being is not just because of you, because you have two kids that you have to raise. And when you heal this, you're going to change many lives. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I'm like, okay, grandma, crazy grandma, crazy aunt, <laughs> go away. I'm going to do the surgery. <laughs> so I, uh, they, it was a, a, a test that required um, an angiogram. And uh, I came out of it fine. It, it, it took a couple of months to re, uh, get my vision back. And one night in the shower, I heard a voice that came to me that said, close your eyes. And visualize a white light coming from heaven. And visualize this light going into your brain. And visualize this in your brain where your aneurysm is. And now visualize as though this white light is erasing like a pencil eraser, erasing that aneurysm away. And it was interesting because every night I would go in the shower, this is the same voice would come to me and tell me, guide me to do this. And I didn't know what the heck I was hearing, but for some reason it felt good. It made me feel very peaceful after two kids <laughs> during the day and mm-hmm. the only quiet time back then was at night by myself in the shower and everybody was sleeping. This was by midnight. <laughs> it just felt really good. And on the 20th day, I heard a voice that said, it's done. So okay. I'm a good student. I listen. So meanwhile, I was going back and forth to Manhattan seeing a renowned surgeon for the aneurysm. And he said this time, just send me the reports. We're just going to watch it now. We don't want you to fly anymore right now. So I did. I sent the MRI and the MRA. I overnighted it over to the doctor's office in Manhattan. And two weeks later, I received a letter back that I need to frame, actually. I, I keep forgetting to do that. But anyway, the letter pretty much said, "Your aneur- the aneurysm is so small we can't find it. Now, mm-hmm. I have to let you know I've had this test done over 16 times. And it always showed that there was no changes, which is also not so bad. But it was also not so good because of where it was. They were concerned of where it was. If it had erupted, I would be pretty much instantly in heaven. And I know because, listen, I am aware of it. My children's grandfather died from an aneurysm. So that's why I, I completely know what you're talking about. And they travel. They will tra- Those aneurysms travel sometimes. Exactly, exactly. And I, my mom always says this funny verse, uh, a statement of saying, ignorance is bliss. I didn't know about aneurysms. I knew nothing about them. I never heard about them. So really, I think the ignorance is being very blissful. Because if I probably would have known things like that, I thought maybe I would have been in a different state of mind. And yeah. and when the doctors asked, because this is when they were trying to decide about the surgery proceedings, is there any family history? And everybody said, no, no, no. I think everybody had amnesia. <laughs> That's fine. Which is probably that good because, and I wasn't a smoker and I wasn't uh, a drinker. And there were certain things that they said, okay, let's just leave it alone right now. Come to find out that, of course, a great-grandfather died of an aneurysm, a grandfather died of aneurysm, but everybody at the time when I was in the hospital had amnesia. 
although I came from this psychic family, uh, we never talked about any of that stuff. It was more my aunt would say, oh, I would see your grandmother, your grandfather passed on, and that was it. That was really the topic, and that was it. She would see to see, she would talk about him, and that was it. Other than when my girlfriends to go back when I was recovering at my house, it was really sweet. A lot of the moms in the neighborhood would come with a dish, and with this to kind of rotate for dinner, so my really we didn't have to cook for over a month, which was very sweet. But this was what the funny part was, is when the mothers would come to the door with food saying, oh, this is for the family tonight, my aunt would answer the door and give them a prediction, and they all left crying. <laughs> and nobody knew. It was always a secret. I never told one person that I was my aunt came from a psychic family. Never. So you can't imagine how popular by the end of the month my house became. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. Oh, the community wanted to come to bring a dish because they knew they'd get a reading on the way out. (laughs) I laugh about all this now, but truly, nine years, you know, ten years ago, I would be like, oh, Joni, please don't tell another prediction. I'm going to be so embarrassed. Now it's really, (laughs) ten years ago, I was so embarrassed. They actually gave us a reputation in my community that went out very quickly where we started to, it took a couple of months to fully uh, get re- um, get my vision back, and I was uh, and to feel good. I was able to now walk around with no chronic pain anymore. I was off the morphine. It was wonderful, and it, we started to get receive a, uh, a reputation. Myself, my aunts, and my friends, which was interesting. They all had a coming out party too, uh, where we would go to parties and we were called the witches of Boca Raton. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was our reputation for a while. It was hysterical. It was like an inside joke. And before you knew it, I know, right? It was so funny. And, and before you knew it, my aunt said, you're going to start teaching people how to do this. And I said, what? I don't even know what I'm doing. Are you crazy? And sure enough, one by one, friends started to come. They said, you should teach this. And before you know it, they said, you should do readings and give readings to people. I was like, no, I don't want anybody to know I'm psychic. And they said, well, you give me a reading? And I'd say, sure. And said, just don't tell anybody. Well, of course they did. And before you know it, I was doing, <laughs> I was doing uh, hundreds of readings in a month. And it was really, uh, before you know it, people said, you should charge for this. But, it, you know, once I got my confidence, I, I did. I started to yeah. start meetings and classes, and it, it just evolved. Uh, and I yeah. laughed because the first con- uh, New Age conference I went to, uh, they, unfortunately they don't come to Florida anymore, but I think it's called the Mind, Body, Spirit Expo or something. Anyway, I went, and I didn't tell anybody I was going. I was one of those. I went in. I was like, if anybody sees me, they're going to think I'm crazy. But I went by myself, and I went to – a booth, and it was an intuitive who also sold beautiful jewelry, and he was talking to a a fellow customer, and I'm looking at his crystals that look so beautiful. I'd never seen them before, and he turned around, and he stared at me, and he said, you need to publish those books, and he points his finger at me, and I'm like turning around like, who the heck is he talking to? <laughs> and then he, then he turned around, and he kept on talking to the woman, and then he turned around, I'm sorry, they're nagging, you have to write those books. Tell me. <laughs> He's like, are you a psychic? I said, no. And he goes, all right, never mind. So I went to the next So you were still booth. denying it? I was so denying it. And I went to the next booth, and this woman uh, that was doing read, private readings, I was, I said, you know, maybe I'll get a reading. It'd be nice from somebody other than my relatives to give me a reading. I never had one before, and I, signed, I was signing in, and the girl looked at me. She goes, are you an author? 
<laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I don't even know how to spell. You want me to be an author? <laughs> so it was so funny. And then she gave me a reading, and, of course, she saw me as a speaker and author and all these things that I was like, yeah, okay, crazy. Then I went and got another reading, and guess what that person said? All the things I said. So here again we are today. I'm finally writing two books simultaneously now, and I speak and have other great things going on. But so that was my coming out party, I call it, because I was in the closet for 40-something years, really, <laughs> and uh, or 29, as I say, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, you know, I, I say, uh, if I only knew now what I know in my 40s when I was 20, wouldn't that be wonderful? But truly, some people can. Some people embrace it when they're early. Like my aunt, yeah. she embraced yeah. being a psychic medium at the age of two. I needed mm. to go through my own learning and lessons um, older. I had to go through other things first, life experience first, I feel. And now yes. I have the time and energy and I have evolved and learned so much that now I can embrace this and help others. I couldn't 20 years ago. No way. I didn't yeah. even know who I was. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what? Um, there, there's several things that you touched on. We'll be right back after the break. One, I, I completely get the denial because I went through the same thing when I was younger. I mean, I... I could hear spirits. I could, you know, the dreams that I would have could be very vivid and come true. And I, I mean, I don't want people to think I was crazy. I don't, you know, it's it's the stigma that's mm-hmm. attached to, you know. And my grandma, you said, my grandma would tell me, oh, you know, there are witches in our family. And I would just laugh because I was just like, what is this woman talking about? There are witches in our family. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> But can we talk about the healing part of this? Because I'm still getting folks who, um, you know, are are going through their own disease and mm-hmm. are not really getting how they can heal themselves, you know. And I, how how can someone who has a debilitating disease or even a disease that is incurable, and sometimes that happens, um, or just normal disease, you know, disease um, that's wreaking havoc either mentally, physically, spiritually, however, how can they begin to self-heal? Absolutely. I'll be honest. It wasn't a one-pill fix. I find that a lot of people today in 2013, because of technology and the speed uh, between emails, texting, and social media, people want the one pill yes. fix. And yes. that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah. I find <laughs> transformation. One thing I've learned over the years, when, you're, when there's a healing going on, it really, I truly feel, has to start on the mind, the body, and the soul level. All three have to be interconnected in this healing. And what I oh mean about is the mind. I love that you said that. I love that you said that. Go ahead. Go ahead. The mind, I feel, I know people are going to be mad at me saying this, but only through my own healing, that all our aches and pains and diseases start with a thought. A thought of, I'm not good enough. A thought that something that could have happened yesterday or years ago that we're still holding on to. 
things, people we haven't forgiven or forgiving ourselves. Believe it or not, if we constantly, repetitively instill a thought from an emotion, we can actually cause aches and pains and diseases on certain parts of our body. Then that's the mind part of it. The body part, it affects our body. But I also feel what's coming up for a lot, a lot of my clients lately is food. I feel with new proper nutrition, with our environment, we have to go back to the basics of eating back for greens and fruits and vegetables. And I know it sounds silly, but through my own healing, I had to eat a better lifestyle. I had to get away from box food and eat fresh foods and be, understand all of that. So that's also the body. Now, also with that said, they're telling me now to make sure I say this, is a lot of us, especially women, we beat ourselves up with our bodies. We think there's a certain image that we have to look at, look like, whether it's TV or print material, media, that we have to look like the six-foot model. And if we don't, we actually start causing how many women today are dying of ovarian cancer, breast cancer, and guess what? If they really break it down, they're going to see that what caused that? It started as a thought saying, my breasts aren't good enough. They're either too big or too small. Or, you know, my hips are too big. Or I'm not good enough. Or sex is evil instead of a beautiful thing. So they cause, and if this happens over so much time, they cause these illnesses. And then lastly is the soul. Like myself, I shut down my intuition. I shut down my source, my source power where I felt can I felt there was no connection before. So I know. And interesting enough, I had done a little homework on the aneurysm, what that represents. It represents, believe it or not, shutting down your third eye. Ha ha. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's deep. So, right? When I found that out, I said, oh, my goodness, this makes total sense. And no wonder that voice told me it will come back if you go back to your old ways of thinking. And I had to brainwash myself, truly brainwash myself in a positive way by every time I would think something negative, I would have to, in my mind, replace it with something positive. From, like, let's say I would say, give an example, oh, my thighs are too big. No, my thighs are gorgeous. <laughs> oh, my and, and you have to have that emotion with it too, because just saying "oh my thighs are gorgeous" is not is not going to get you to that. No, frequency. you have to. Have, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, thank you for saying that because I believe when we manifest, which is part of the whole mind, body, and soul, the all with the interconnection of it, that we have to have, like you said, your mind has to match your heart. That was something I didn't realize because people can say, well, how come I can't manifest the lottery today? Well, okay, let's break it down. That million dollars that they, you know, that you could have won, did you feel deeply in your heart that you deserved that million dollars? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, if your heart doesn't truly feel it, your mind, body, and soul doesn't feel it, guess what? It's not going to happen. So you're right. If you don't feel the healing's going to happen, guess what? It's not going to happen. Another good tool I realized that works really well for me is lighting a candle. Lighting candles, for me, help me focus. 
I've helped clients that they have testified, done testimonials, I should say, where I've had a client that lives in California. And she, I'll give you like silly examples, but it works. Her thing, she called me, is because she wanted to manifest a, a mate. And I told her, get a candle and use that as a focus point. And I told her certain steps to do, kind of like the three steps of healing the aneurysm. She did the same mm-hmm. thing, but she applied it towards a mate. Well, it worked. I've had people that have healed illnesses because they already knew, like me with the aneurysm, how did it heal? It wasn't, again, that one pill. It was because I knew I was healed. It was done. Yes. It was done. And I've had people, I had a, a student, because I teach weekly classes, a student who came, and I let people who have, who do have illnesses come for free to my workshop. I feel that's something me giving back. This woman showed up to my uh, actually for a private reading last year, and she confided in me. She, she said, I have stage 4 cancer, and I asked God for a sign. And I was told to go on the computer and look up the word psychic in Florida, and your name came up. And then I saw that you had, that you do private readings. And I just knew I had to come see you. So she came for a private session. And during that private session, she actually admitted that she was an alcoholic, a drug addict, had slept with a lot of men, but she doesn't even remember half of their names, and had made herself to a, made herself feel so dirty and filthy that she mm. didn't want to live. So in her mind, she felt she shouldn't live. She didn't deserve it. Yeah. And so that was pretty profound. Yeah. So what we did for her was we came up with a plan for her. I said, okay, I'm going to ask you straight out. Do you want to live today? And she finally admitted that her daughter just had a child, that she didn't want to really die now, but she felt it was too late. And I said, it's never too late. I said, well, we're eventually going to pass on. That's something that I don't know why society doesn't talk about death and dying, because someday we're all going to do it. <laughs> it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing instead of a bad thing. Yeah. But anyway, go back to her. So we gave her a plan of action, but she had to do the work. I can't, and as you know, Simone, that's something we just can be the guidance. We can be the, we can give them tools, but that's one thing I learned. You have yes. to do the work yourself. Right? Yes. Yes. You have to do the work and, I, and I think that's, that's what, that's the element, the, the key that people are missing because they are believing that, okay, if I go to this person, you know, if I go to a healer, then I'm going to be healed. And if I keep going, I'm going to, or I should, you know, I should seek out healers. Yes, that's fine. It's, do that. If your spirit is guiding you to go to a healer, yes. If your spirit is saying you need to speak to someone about healing, yes. But the reality is that you have to do the work. You have right. to know deep within yourself that you're going to heal, just like Deirdre is saying. You have to know that and believe, believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heal, that you're already Mm -hmm. healthy, that you are already healthy and live your life as if you're already healthy. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to to grasp. I I completely get it. When you're going through that, that, you know, funk of illness, I get it. You you can't even see your way out of it sometimes, you know. And I think that's the part that people are struggling with because they're just like, you know, well, but how how do I get to that part where I can really start believing that, I will be well, that I am going to heal, that 
I can trust in spirit. Because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. out there think, oh, you know, well, why did this happen to me? If 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 spirit is wants the best for me, why am I sick? And I and I think it goes really well with what you were saying. You, your thoughts made you sick. You, something Correct. that is going on, either past life or you know, whatever it is you, that you're struggling with internally from childhood, from another lifetime, it's still within you. And until you can work your way through that, you're going to still be in that dis-ease that you're experiencing. Exactly. And well said. It's um, because you're right. Healing goes on many levels, emotional level, physical level, uh, spiritual level, and and it, it is. And you're right. You know how many clients have gotten angry with me by saying, I caused this? Were you kidding me? Yeah. And it's, it's one thing for me, too. Once I personally, through my own healing, once I finally stopped blaming others in situations and I started to take, um, you know, I really started to say, you know what, I this to, to myself. It was mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. when the miracle really started. That is when the mm-hmm. miracle started. And people that are out there struggling saying, okay, how do I know this is working? One thing that really helped me is I asked for signs. I asked spirit, whatever you believe in, it's non-denominational. I, you know, I don't believe, I mean, religion's wonderful, but I don't believe in denominations. This is just even this true spirit where yes. I asked for signs. I'll give you an example. For me, when I see 111 in different orders or like if it's 1111 or just 111 or whether it's a clock I look at and I see the time and it's exactly 1111 or 111 or if I see a license plate in front of me if there's an 11, what was really interesting is when I started my healing with my thoughts, at first when I used to see the 11s, they were telling me, and they catch me every time. When I would think of something negative, I would see 111. <laughs> they would catch me every time. And I'll give you an example. One day I was really, like, beating myself up, you know, saying, God, I just had a baby. I was beating myself up how fat I felt. And it was so ridiculous. And I swear to you, I knew there was a house on my street that the address was 111. And I would purposefully... Not look at that house, that mailbox, because I knew it had that number on it. <laughs> and I'm driving down that street thinking all these negative things about myself. And all of a sudden, I said, nope, there goes that house. I'm so not looking at that house. And I was thinking negative about myself. And, of course, at that exact moment, we're driving past that house. My daughter says, Mommy, look at this. And I turn around for my eyes to exactly catch that mailbox. <laughs> it is beautiful. So. For those that are listening out there that ask for the signs, you will get them. You will get the physical proof from butterflies appearing out of nowhere to coins that are saying, keep on going. I have this ongoing uh, communication with my deceased grandfather. We used to call him the penny pincher. So, of course, the second he died, I started seeing pennies everywhere. And I'll tell you, he's my biggest motivator. When I'm feeling down, guess what I see? In the weirdest places, pennies. Pennies in the weirdest places, whether they're on my desk or I have a quick funny story. Last year I was visiting a girlfriend in California, and 
I was just dragging my suitcase, following her into the guest bedroom. And as I'm unzipping the suitcase, she says, do you ever see those pennies anymore? I said, oh, yeah, I see my grandfather. I know he's around. And if I get grumpy, he shows me the pennies everywhere. And I'm unzipping the suitcase. And I lift the lid of the suitcase as we're talking. And can you believe there was like 30 pennies that showered from the lid of this suitcase. Her and I, and she's, you know, and very interested in the metaphysical field, but she's not a psychic, right? She's going to run out of that room. We were, we were like, oh, my goodness. Okay, you think that was proof? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was that need, the little encouragement along the way, just ask for the concrete signs. They're all around us. And, you know, it's really interesting. Once we take a moment, we'll start really seeing them. And what's really interesting is once you see one, you get addicted. Then you want to see another and another and another. It's amazing. And it makes you feel better every time you see that. Another trick for me, too, is music. When I feel like I need to change my old thoughts into new ones, positive ones, I put, I love, I'm a disco fan. I love my disco. My mom was in the disco back in her era, and we used to dance and prance around the house when I was a little girl, so it always stuck in my mind, the disco, and it always made me go back to that time of mom and I dancing around listening. So anyway, when I feel grumpy, I make the whole house. I put on the disco, and it's amazing how I'll never forget one time when I first tried this out. The kids were fighting. I was fighting with my husband. The energy in the house was terrible. I said, I heard, put on your disco. I'm like, what? I heard disco. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I put on the disco very, you know, reluctantly, and guess what? It was like a miracle. My kids started dancing. We all started doing, I think, the old, uh, what was that? Yeah. I, 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 I believe you. I believe you. I believe, and and, and it because you, you were changing your fre- the frequency at which you were vibrating. That's what you were doing. You know, and I think that's, yeah, it's, 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 it's really that simple. It's, you know, if you're thinking negative thoughts or you're, you know, feeling depressed, you have to take the step to change your vibration. You have to make that deliberate step to say, I'm going to be filled with joy and start thinking of things that you're grateful for, start thinking of the blessings that have occurred in your life, even if it's one blessing. And, you know, I'm being guided to say I, I get that there are some folks who still are kind of struggling with how to move to that point or how to even make that first step. Please remember, when I first saw The Secret, it, it might as well have been a different language because I didn't know what the heck they were saying on that thing. It just did not... It, I At the end of watching The Secret, I was like, well, what the hell is The Secret? Did I miss the secret? What? <laughs> I missed the secret. I didn't hear what the secret was. I, I'm so funny you say that. Exactly. Well, for me, when I was so excited, I started to take metaphysical classes. And I never forgot when when I got the results back that I had healed this aneurysm. And, and I'm so excited to tell everybody, oh, my goodness, I saw this three-step visualization. I think positive and it got healed. This is amazing stuff. And I thought I was the only person that knew about it. So I'm in a class sitting next to a student bragging about this whole thing and she said, oh, do you ever hear Louise Hay? 
I'm like, who? <laughs> so I'm like, she goes, you've never heard of her? So I was like, what are you doing? I said, she goes, I thought maybe you read her books. I said, I've never heard of a woman. So it was hysterical. So I go, and I go online when I get home, and I read about her, and I go, I was so depressed. I said, I thought I came up with this stuff. <laughs> illnesses and with positive thoughts and affirmations, you can heal yourself. I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was the, I thought I was the only person who came up. <laughs> so after my depression, I turned my energy around and I realized that you're right, you're right. And you know what's interesting, what do they say? When you're ready, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes. And, yes. and, and that was so true for me. So true for me. It mm-hmm. just seemed like when I was ready for that next step, it always, that next person just evolved for me and still is. Correct. As I'm Correct. a teacher, I'm always going to be a student. I never want to be stagnant. I always want to learn. I, I'm like a sponge. Right? So yes. We're like sponges. The more we... I, I, I'm telling you, that's, I cannot get enough of learning about different modalities and different ways of healing and different thoughts on on truth and you know spirit i i am a sponge i want to know everything i and and really it's just ongoing it's every single moment of the day that i'm in that state but i'm on a, i feel alive when i'm doing that and i think you know that's another way people can actually get to a different vibration is if you start to think outside of what's going on in you you know mm. and start to seek yes start to seek the truth outside of what's going on inside of you. Because if you start to look at, you know, how other things are going on in the world, how how the rose blossoms, how mm. how people mm-hmm. the, the the things that are that are beautiful that are created constantly around you, if you start to really marvel at that, I think it takes you into a different vibration naturally and it raises your frequency to where you need to get to. So, you know, it just it, there's just so many different ways of of getting to where it is that you need to be as far as energetically. Every day is bringing you the truth in a different way, in their experiential way, and it's for you to resonate with one of them. And, and if you don't resonate with any of them, at some point you will, and I, I say that all the time. Thanks for listening in. Do remember to stop by so you can hear next week's episode. I look forward to hearing from you and your voice messages and your emails. Thanks again. This is Psychic Medium Simone, and you've been listening to Messages from the Other Side.